Thank you for tuning in to Perk Up with Dr. Spearman, where we talk about persistence, enrollment, retention, and completion, but we do it from a lens of the faculty member. And today, we have Professor Stephanie Washer with us today. I'm excited to hear about how she engages students and some of the great things that she's doing at Rock Valley College. Now, uh, Professor Washer, would you please feel free to introduce yourself, talk a little bit about um, the areas you teach, and maybe some of the uh, great projects that you're working on at this point in time. All right. So my name is Stephanie Washer, and I am the department chair and uh, associate professor of computers and information systems. And the classes that I teach right now are, we have Cisco networking courses, we have um, Windows Server courses, VMware virtualization, so there's quite a bit of different um, classes that I teach in that area, and along with introduction to computers. The, there are, we are working on quite a few things in our area. Um, there, we're always doing something, our, our area is. So right now, I think the biggest thing is that in the last year, we got this designation that we are a National Center of Academic Excellence, and we're still working on that, and we are, revamping our degrees and certificates to kind of update them for newer technologies that are coming out. And uh, I think that's, there's more. I know there's more. <laughs> I can't think of anything else right now. Well, talk about data insurance and IT security associate of applied science degree. What does that mean? That's a, a lot, that's a mouthful. And right. how do you get students excited about that degree or do they come in excited? Yeah, that degree, okay, so that, that's a great question because we were thinking about renaming it cybersecurity, like introduction to cybersecurity. And it takes a little, it's a little bit of a process and a little bit of paperwork to get that done. So we've left it, but really it's introduction to cybersecurity and they, they do networking in the beginning and work their way up to security and firewalls and, and we, Jim Conley just added a new course, Introduction to Python, so there's a little bit of programming in there too. So it's a really great course to kind of get you get your feet wet into cybersecurity. And then the other thing that I was going to mention and I forgot earlier was we have a partnership now with Rockford U, uh, Rockford University, uh, and they'll take, uh, I think it's 60 credits or so, and then the students can just go right into a four-year school with an Associate of Applied Science. So that's pretty cool. And so business, biz, both business and CIS have that now. Oh, that's great. So, mm -hmm. scenario, mm -hmm. role play. Okay. I'm the new student. Okay. And uh, this is, you know, admissions and recruitment and they're bringing students around and they're touring the place. And all of a sudden, they um, actually introduced me to Professor washer and I'm the I know I may not look it but I'm the 16 year old 17 year old <clears throat> interested in coming to Rock Valley College mm -hmm. uh, and you you were supposed to say that I do look like I'm 16 or 17 <laughs> but you missed the you missed the opportunity <laughs> so, but what do you do how do you encourage me what, what do you share mm -hmm. with me to get my eyes wide open about the degree 
Uh, the, they really do like programming and hacking. You know, that's the big thing. And then what they're going to make when they come out of school. So that's the, the big, and I, have, I actually teach at the high school level as well uh, through the dual crit program at Belvedere. And most of those students, almost all of them, they really just want to know what they're going to make when they graduate. How much money am I going to spend on my degree? And then uh, how much am I going to make? So it's telling them you can get like a help desk job to start out when you take this certificate or while you're going for your associates. And then you can work your way up and become a, you know, a, a level one tech or a system analyst or, or whatever they're going to do and just kind of explain it. But if you go too far into it, a 16-year-old, you know how it goes. Their eyes just glaze over. <laughs> and so you got to kind of, you have to find the, the good in-between to get them a little excited. Most of the ones that come up to me are the ones that are already excited and have built computers and, and, uh, and want to keep going. So. And we can push, not push them, but guide them into, you know, our um, A-plus essentials computer course or some of these other hands-on courses that they really want to get into. So is it normal for your students to have created or built a computer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right now, I don't think as many people build their own computers because it's really just as cheap. Black Friday sales are going on right now, and there are some crazy deals on laptops. And so those are generally cheaper than building the computer. But Eric Wolf and I have a podcast ourselves, and we keep talking back and forth about if we're going to build our own computer or what we're going to do. And uh, probably about January, I'll end up building another one. But <clears throat> it seems like my students now, in fact, this morning, they, I have at least two high school students that have built their own computer. Really? Yeah, out of... 24. Wow. So by any chance, is there a class or a workshop on how to build your own computer? Yeah, that's the A-plus essentials class. That's our PCT 262 class. Tells you how much I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, all you see is the title. It's not like you really know what's going on in the class. And when It's so hard to put what's going on in the class just in the course title. Well, I noticed that you have always been uh, busy. You know, you in the community and on the campus as well. And you just mentioned dual credit. Mm. Maybe you can explain the difference between dual credit or just teaching on campus or the difference in the student that you teach dual, through dual credit, because you mentioned Belvedere. Mm -hmm. What does dual credit mean? Yeah, dual credit means they're getting credit while going to high school. And our network technician and our mobile app development certificates, so we've got two different certificates, and, and we put them in a pathway that they can start out with introduction to computers and then work their way up to, like, the network technician one is the one that is the pathway that is going at Belvedere. So it goes network technician, and then they can go into the A-plus essentials, which is PCT 262, and then there's our Linux Unix class and then a Network Plus class that they can take. So it's sophomore, junior, and senior level. So they've got a progression. And <clears throat> those students are, the only difference is their age. They're just a little bit younger and they're, they are very excited about, about the, the curriculum. And then there is articulated credit. So like our CIS 102 is articulated meaning they won't get college credit until they come to Iraq Valley College and earn 
I can't remember off the top of my head how many credits now. I think it's nine credits. I think they I have to get nine. nine credits. And then they'll earn those credits that they, for the CIS 102. So uh, right now at Belvedere, we have um, students that have taken the CIS 102, and then they come into my A plus essentials or PCT 262 course. And those are both articulated at Belvedere. And then their senior year, they can take the Linux, Unix, and um, the Network Plus as dual credit. And so it, it works out really well for them. They can come out with 12 credits once they take one class at Rock Valley College. And I think they're pretty excited. And then they get a certificate. You know, they, they'll get the certificate. So, um, and I would say the class is exactly the same. They are exactly the same. There is no difference between the class at Rock Valley College than here, other than they might have more time with me in the high school level because there's more contact hours. But other than that, the class is exactly the same. Well, thank you for sharing that. You know, I always talk about PERC, persistence, enrollment, retention, and completion. Mm -hmm. And when you add that all up, we're really talking about student success, mm -hmm. right? And when it comes to student success, we're really talking about a quality level of student engagement, how to connect with them. Yeah. And so, You've always seemed to be that engaging professor, always finding ways to connect with students. So I'm curious, who was it that engaged you, that got you interested in computers and teaching? What's yeah. the background? Okay, so I started out at Kishwaukee College. I actually worked there while going to NIU for my bachelor's degree. And I had a dean, her name was Evelina Jose Cici, and she was fantastic. She was in, I was in adult ed, she was in adult ed. And she was, <laughs> I wish I, I should have, what I should have done with hindsight was, I should have learned how to grant write with her because she was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she found these grants where I would put up computers in churches and anywhere their adult ed class would go. And then she was like, she came to me and she goes, you're really good with computers. You should do this for a living. And, I, and so I thought, I thought about it and I knew once I got my bachelor's, I, I kind of had to go away and come back. And I ended up coming back in a different role under her still. And she said, there's a training opportunity where you can get trained for Cisco networking for free through Perkins. And so I did it. And that was in 2001, that was so long ago, right? So <laughs> I've been doing, doing the Cisco networking ever since. She's the one that really just kind of laid it all out for me and, and I couldn't be happier. It really is the path that I should have <laughs> been on instead of business, uh, the business path, so. So what we're really talking about is, as a professional, you were given professional development funds, really, to mm -hmm. Perkins. Yeah to help you grow or go down a pathway, mm -hmm. uh, to explore a pathway, and then you found out that you really enjoy it, mm -hmm. enjoyed it. So after you completed the pathway, mm -hmm. was it a certificate or was it a degree? It was a certification. So it's the certified Cisco networking instructor, and you have to take the certification test and everything. So it was industry certification, and then it was also their, the industry's teaching certification on top of it. So it was really great. That's awesome. And then you mentioned adult ed. So how do you define adult education? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, it's all encompassing in my mind. And in that, I really enjoyed it because I also worked with, uh, it was called Right to Succeed at the time, and it was high school students getting their GED. 
And so, and it really wasn't high school students, it was high school age students, and that just wasn't the right environment for them. And so we had um, the younger students. And it was just providing them everything they needed, whether it was housing <laughs> or clothing, you know, whatever they needed to succeed in the classroom. And at one point, we finally got a grant, too, to feed them before they went and took the GED testing. Because that, it, I mean, there are so many hardships out there that we don't even understand what people are going through. So it was, it, it was a great program, and it really helped me realize that um, it's probably why I'm the way I am now, is you just realize everything goes into this student that is sitting in front of you. And if they're having stress, you know, what, what is Maslow's hierarchy? If they're having stress in one area or another, you, if you can help support that, then you're gonna help them be, succeed in, in whatever they're trying to do. And in that instance, it was GED. And I'm kind of trying to do that here now, but mostly, I don't know how successful it's going now. But elaborate on that. What do you mean you're kind of trying to do that well, here now? Just you know, if, student, if a student needs help, I'm not, you know, trying to provide them whatever resources that Rock Valley can offer them. And, and if you're in adult ed, it's almost easier because there are set resources and a set area that you can give them. And here it's, you have to figure out everybody that you can have help the student. So basically send them to student services. And, and so, you know, some of our students need tutoring. Some of our students need, uh, I've had a, quite a few students that have, I, I was pretty sure they had some sort of learning disability, and just introducing them to that department to help them out in any way, or, you know, having them have their test in a different way, or, or whatever. And I haven't had anything here at Rock Valley yet that is, you know, they need housing, or they need things, but I've had some students that were, oh, I do remember, uh, we have one student, she was so stressed out, and uh, she wanted to take a class, and she was almost done, almost done with her degree, but she couldn't afford to pay for the class just because of life circumstances. And Amanda, Amanda uh, Keeper and I are on the SOS, uh, this, what is it, scholarship fund. And so I sent this uh, student to the foundation, and she filled out the paperwork, and they were able to give her you know, a, a short-term scholarship just to pay for that class so she could be done with her degree. And so there's things like that. I think I had last Winterum, last year at Winterum, we had some issues with financial aid. It was the first time we had that <coughs> course and financial aid was figuring things out. And uh, I had two students that are like, I, I, they couldn't really pay for the books. And so SOS was able to help out with that. So there's that emergency fund. So it's just knowing what's out there to help out students and in the different ways. It's a little bit different than adult ed. <laughs> but. It is, but it's not. In the fact, I, I love the story, first of all. Thank you for sharing that. When you, when you were mentioning SOS, you're really talking about a student organization that had uh, co-advisors that are primarily faculty members. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe uh, Amanda Keeper and Dave Costello right mm -hmm. now are the two co-advisors this year. Mm -hmm. But their mission is really to be that light that uh, to help to fundraise uh, emergency student funding to help students and support students. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you uh, acknowledging that and bring awareness to SOS. And But the piece that I'm really intrigued by and I appreciate is the holistic approach to student engagement. 
as much as I'll be the first one to admit that when we're looking at student success, we're always trying to put success metrics behind it, right? We're always trying to define it. How do you quantify some of these things and how do you move forward and how do you create awareness? How do you share it? And what's lost sometimes in that is there are so many stories that cannot be shared by data, mm -hmm. but there's a holistic approach to student engagement and you're not the first faculty member, even through Perk Up, that mentioned Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't meet their basic needs, how can they focus on learning? They can't. They can't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I find that uh, very intriguing, and I believe that. Uh, so how do you, to your fellow faculty members, how do you encourage that? How do you help them to understand the importance of it? Well, in the CIS department, I have great faculty members. They just all naturally do that. And as department chair, I do the advising, and they'll just send a student to me. And generally, um, it's not, you don't see it right, you know, it's not something that you see right away. And so I have one student, and he needed help advising. And everybody else, not at Rock Valley, but in other universities or wherever he went, he just was getting nowhere with the classes he was taking and he just broke down and, he, and we figured things out and he got his, he's got three degrees from Rock Valley. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's one of those things like, we, they just need to come in and sit down, like kind of like what we're doing, just come in and talk and sit down. This whole <laughs> stay at home and, and it, I mean, I know it's necessary, but it's really hard on everybody and it makes things so much easier to figure out how to help everybody out and just to have the connection, you know. Definitely. So, of the subjects that you teach, oh, mm -hmm. which one, if any, makes you the most excited? Which one are you more most passionate about teaching? Oh, I really like, actually, now, okay, well now it's the security courses. Anything that has to do with security because I'm going to get my doctorate in cybersecurity and so anything like that. Jim Conley has a Python course that I'm really excited about for him. But it is very, it's really a great uh, programming language to learn. And it's got a robot. I got these robots for Belvedere High School. And so they're called uh, Cyberbots. And you can use Python to program them to travel around a room. And you can program them so that they um, can learn how to get themselves out of a corner, which is artificial intelligence. So it's like there's just all these, and, and they all do kind of intertwine with each other as well. Because really, if you don't start out with the networking, the beginning networking, or you know how to put together a PC and those kind of things, you kind of work your way up into um, some of these others. And it's just kind of, because we've had chats before, because artificial intelligence is really cool but you've got to work your way up to get to the higher level thinking for some of that stuff. <laughs> so, so right now, the one that I teach that I like the most is the Cisco networking. It, it gets pretty, you know, you get in there and you program and it's real geeky. <laughs> <laughs> so growing up, I, re I remember being in like fifth and sixth grade and we used to get excited about going to the, what we call the apple orchard. Mm. And the Apple Orchard at that time really was a computer lab. Oh. And so we had to actually get on a bus 
and go to the administrative building where the computer lab was. And we knew how to, they would help us with coding in you know, that little triangle that was called a turtle. Mm -hmm. And we can move it three, three yeah. spaces up or three paces to the left. And we would try our best to learn how to do that so that we would have more time to play Oregon Trails at the oh, end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I don't, you know, growing up, I came from a really small school, so we didn't have much for computers, but my dad was a huge geek, and so he, we had, I'm pretty sure it was like a Commodore 64 or something, something like that. Oh, yeah, like definitely. Yeah, so, and, and that's where, because somebody, uh, one of my friends recently asked me about, uh, computers. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure my dad's the one that got me into all of the gadget stuff and wanting the newest computer. And and uh, until I was a junior and senior in high school, that's when we had an actual lab. <laughs> 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 Love it. So right now I'm trying to be a uh, super dad, oh. you know, and uh, I'm really into trying to purchase a PS5. Oh. Okay. And it's very difficult to purchase a PS5. Yeah. Uh, they put them out about, you know, well, I'll just say when they do put it out, they send out this blast. Mm -hmm. And then they'll tell you that they're, it's going to be out maybe quarterly within that 24-hour period or 12-hour period. Mm -hmm. They'll start at like 9 and noon and 3 and 6. Mm -hmm. So you have to log on and try to purchase it. Right. But you only get about three minutes before it's out of stock. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, if I can't purchase <laughs> one, can you build one for me? <laughs> I can build you a gaming computer. <laughs> yeah. You know, the person to ask is Eric, well, if he's the man with the resources and the, the deals. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I have to remember that. Yes, he is. <laughs> so, uh, Stephanie, talk to me about your, you just mentioned your PhD in cybersecurity, I, this is blowing my mind. I don't yeah. even know what the, how to start that. Break that down. What, is that, what does that mean? What type of research are you doing and what are you exploring? Well, I'm actually, okay, so, yeah, that's the thing right now is uh, after I, we did the National Center for Academic Excellence in Cyber Defense for our, cyber, our data assurance and IT security degree, I thought, um, I knew I wanted to get a doctorate or another master's. I just didn't know where, what I was going to do. And then I looked on this website to see what schools offered um, doctorates and had the same designation. And Capella actually has it. So that's who I'm going through. And it's a three-year program. It is intense, I'm telling you. <laughs> and I don't like to write, and it's writing. like. The next two days, I'm gonna have to write solid, basically, but it's fine. <laughs> It'll be all right. And it is. I I think what I'm gonna end up doing is, we have employers here in our advisory board that are always saying your students need more skills or your students need this skill. They need that. And you know, I mean, you've probably heard before too. You know, student all students need some sort of skill mm -hmm. for the next job. And so, at one point. You know, you get all these employers that say they need this, they need that. They, well, what do they actually, so what do our students actually need and what can we provide that's best for the Rockford area, right? So um, I wanted to do 
uh, I thought about first doing women in cybersecurity because there's not very many women in cybersecurity. And then I thought, well, maybe I'll just make it a general, what, what are these skills that are necessary or that these employers need for cybersecurity? <laughs> and then it came into, um, I had a professor and he goes, well, what if you did a case study and found out how they recruit and retain their employees, their cybersecurity employees, and then you'll find out all other things too. So that seems to be what it is now. And I've already written chapter one and it, it's, it got approved. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that's as it can be. I just have to, the next step is asking a company what, if I can do a case study with them and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, the lit literature review is going to be—it'll be really interesting in the lit literature review to see what other places have done and what's going on. <laughs> you mentioned uh, women in cybersecurity. Is that? Are you in a unique in a unique space to be a woman in cybersecurity? Yeah, they say, so the numbers yesterday in a meeting that I was in, it's about 20% uh, women, which in the past, even Jim Conley said, um, in, in the past his programming classes used to have more women in them, and for some reason now he doesn't have as many women as he used to. And for example, let's see, my Cisco networking course I have right now, I'm it, I'm the only woman. Really? Yeah, so, <laughs> and, and but in the past, it's usually one or two women, just in one course, though. So it's, you know, 25% probably is about right. <laughs> <laughs> so then what are some of the community organizations or professional organizations that you are a part of that encourage, maybe encourage women in computer science or yeah, uh, cybersecurity. There are some national organizations, and I haven't, because I've been so busy with the doctorate, I haven't really pursued them as much. I, I started a kind of a Rockford area women in IT, and then um, Chuck Conkle started doing the Girls Who Code, so we just I just kind of let that kind of go instead. And so that's a really great thing is, I think it's 12 to 16 year olds, and he, he has weekly lessons with them. So, um, and then the women in IT, kind of like the Rockford area women in IT, it just was, we couldn't figure out a good time for everybody, so. And then I had a, we had a decrease in women in our courses. For some reason, I don't know what that was about, but we're, <laughs> we're gonna try and recruit more. <laughs> well, you know, I know that we talk about uh, women in uh, STEM, women in computer science and things of that nature. Uh, are you finding it uh, difficult to partner with uh, folks on campus or other faculty members to help with that field or what are some of the ways that you've been doing that? Well the main way, the, the biggest way right now is through Chuck's women who are girls who code and then he also does like the Ozobots and, and reaching like the elementary and middle school areas and then the pathways we kind of try and reach people through that as well um, and then we in non-covid times we would have every year we had a tech expo and we could bring all of our employers together and have some speakers and kind of give everybody whether they were already in the program or knew the program um, access to all of the faculty and the employers and see if it was something they wanted to do. So we, we try and do that, but to, you know, I, it's hard to figure out where to go right now, <laughs> you know, how to contact people. So that's something new we gotta figure out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, thank you, and I appreciate it. As you can see, uh, Professor Stephanie Washer and the Computer Science Department are doing some great work. But they're not just focused on uh, what we would consider traditional age college students. You heard uh, Professor Washer speak to their ability to engage elementary school, also engaging middle school, also part of the uh, dual credit programs, getting students engaged in uh, early exposure to IT and networking and programming. And so that when they actually come to Rock Valley College, they have an advantage. They already built their confidence. They already have a pathway that they want to go to. These things, you, when you add these pieces together, you really are increasing students' likelihood to be successful on campus and to finish up a certification as well as a degree. So we thank you once again for participating or listening in to Perk Up. And I really sincerely thank Professor Stephanie Washer for uh, being a dynamic professor and being able to engage the students the way she does. Thank you and have a great day.